Hello and welcome to the Untitled JSG Movie Podcast, episode numero uno. What the hell are we doing here? Well, thanks for asking, Jennifer. We are gamers who love movies and movie watchers that love games. What would happen if we combined both those and did this podcast? Hell, Hollywood did the same thing with these movies, so how bad could it be? Because we are about to answer it in a long and drawn-out way with this podcast. So let me introduce my co-host, the amazing bearded gamer version of John Cusack, Mr. Elmer Fudd. <laughs> John Cusack? Dude, that's amazing. What a... Wow, dude. You you wrote this you scripted and everything. Wow. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. How are you uh, tonight, Mr. Evil J2789? Not bad. Not bad at all. And you? I'm wonderful, man. You look fantastic tonight. Look better than I feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'd like to feel you. That is the definite <laughs> truth. But that COVID shot, it just, oh, my yeah, arm dude. hurts. Luckily, it was my left arm, so my right my right arm, I'm right-handed, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah, that's what I did for my first one. I'm really glad I did carrying mail and stuff. I can't oh, imagine, I... like, moving my other hand to do stuff all day, just going, oh, no, oh. Yeah, it's, it, it hurts when I go to grab a pop from the fridge. Oh, that's anything, those, those anything high. I know. <laughs> hey, sweetie, could you get that for daddy, please? Thank you. I'm an invalid. I have to go watch some movies now. So, what uh, are we doing here, man? So, we're going to review a game, a movie adaptation of a video game, and we you decided know, track records. Those are usually pretty good. Oh yeah, awesome. <laughs> and we're going to start with 1994's Street Fighter. Hell yeah. Which starred Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um Raul Julia. Which was his last movie. He oh, I actually, didn't know that. He had stomach cancer when he did this. And the only reason he did this movie is because his kids loved Street Fighter. So he wanted to do a video game movie. That's amazing. And this is his last movie. When was the Adams Family movies made? Uh, I can. Because he was uh, he was in those. I th I thought those were. Am I thinking those were a lot sooner later than they were? Uh, the ninety three was the last Adams Family movie he did. Okay, so two years later. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was like a TV movie that he was in that released in ninety five. So, but he had already he. This was the last movie he filmed. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, there's a lot of big names in this one, man. Yes. So you figured the movie would be good. <laughs> we got, yeah, Jean-Claude, uh, Kali Minot, uh, Ming-Na Wen, Damien Chapa, Byron Mann, Wes Studi. Um, who is it? Uh, Andrew Bertowski, who played uh, Latimer in the program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Roshan Seth. I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff, and he was really good, but I can't remember what i saw him. i guess i gotta click on his name here what have i seen him in uh uh he was in dumbo gandhi i've seen the cheetah girls one world you had to have seen that you have a daughter i have seen that that might be where i've seen him from actually yeah it could be cheetah girls that's actually true <laughs> god that's depressing yeah i remember i'm in the same boat i'm looking through all those movies oh. nothing else is popping out yeah he was in uh the avengers of the, of the Young Indy. raiders yeah. of the lost ark he was the, uh, no, he was also in Temple of Doom. I, th I thought he was in Temple of Doom. Let's see. I'm not seeing him there. Remember when they, uh, they first show temple. up to the temple? He was in Temple, yeah, okay. he was in Temple of Doom. Okay. Who was he in Raiders of the Lost Ark? But yeah, in Temple of Doom, when they show up to, the, this is, this is a side tangent here now. Uh, yeah, when they show, he was like the, uh, the main dude, not, not the, not the prince or king or whatever, but like the butler guy or whatever. It was uh, well, welcome here and. You know, eat some monkey brains. It'll be great. Not That's where I've seen him. him before. Yeah, I'm not seeing him in the uh, the other one. He was yeah. also in Young Indiana Jones. Okay. He's All in right. an episode of that. That's where I've seen him then. All right, we're caught up. But yeah, ton of people in this movie, man. Oh, yeah. Should read, where is it? The synopsis of this movie. Yeah, bring it, dude. I am not going with the longer one. After months of fighting, a multinational military force of the Allied Nations... It's because the UN threatened to sue them if they actually used the UN. <laughs> I was has, catching on to that with the blue helmets and everything. Yeah. Has managed to enter the city. The A the AN is fighting against the armed forces of drug lord, turn the evil warlord, General M. Bison, 
who has recently captured a couple of dozen AN workers. Bison makes his demands in a live two-way TV broadcast with William F. Guile, the commander of the AN forces. If he has not paid $20 billion, I was waiting for him to do this. $20 billion. billion. <laughs> and for the people listening on audio, they already know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone oh, yeah. knows. Everyone's picturing it immediately. Uh, $20 billion, or he will kill the hostages, and so Guile and Bison will be facing off in the ultimate final showdown. Whoa. There's a longer one, but they go into naming characters that are in all the stuff. But we'll, we'll be going into that. Oh, yeah. Um, so this was a budget of $35 billion. $35 it, million or billion? billion. Uh, $35 million. Okay, that was I the thought budget. you said billion. I was like, Jesus, no. what? No. Where'd the money go? $35 billion budget. It million. made yeah million sorry, it made thirty three million. It made it more than I thought. It. Yeah, this was also. When do you think this movie was released? Uh, it was made in ninety four. So was it released in ninety five? No, it was released in ninety four. Oh, okay, it was a Christmas movie, December twenty third, ninety four. Hey everyone, Aunt Pam's coming into town for Christmas. What should we do? Let's go see Street Fighter now. It might have been a good idea because it made $3 million its opening day. But it, yeah, because the kids are, oh, dad, take me to uh, Street Fighter. So it also, that same day, Legends of the Fall was released also. I mean, it's, what kind of competition is that, really? Yeah, it actually did. What did Legends of the Fall make that day? Well, while you're looking that up, I actually was looking to see, no, I thought... It'd be awesome if this, like, launched hand-in-hand hand with a Street Fighter game. Nope. No. A game launched bef the year before and the year after, but not that year. <laughs> I mean, that was, like, middle st Street Fighter hype, though, man. I think it was Street yeah. Fighter Street Fighter 2 had launched the year before, and then and then the infamous Street Fighter versus X-Men launched the year after. Oh, I didn't realize when I started watching it until the credits rolled that this movie is based off of Street Fighter 2. Oh, well, that explains a lot of the story plot now. I was confused until you mentioned that. Oh, now it's a much better plot. movie. So, do you want to know what the plot of Street Fighter 2 the video game was? <laughs> sure. The plot for Street Fighter 2 the video game. The leader of the Shandu organization, M. Bison, in his global domination plan, sets up a world fighting tournament to select the best fighters to work in his Shanlo organization through brainwashing. M. Bison plans are foiled by Akuma, who is not a competitor in the tournament, who catches him off guard and performs a shungwak on him, killing the Shanlu boss in an instant. Akuma then takes M. Bison's place and fights in the, f the finalist of the dictator's tournament. Some sources hint that it is Ryu. Akuma mocks M. Bison for being the slave of his own power, not knowing that he is actually in absolute control of his psych psycho power. So he's psychic. He can control people. Well, I'm glad they didn't put that in this movie because, uh, yeah, that was all. That would have been a whole other level we didn't need. <laughs> but hey, I have a question for you. Yes. Before we get into, I'm, I'm sure you have no you, your whole list of how you want to go through this. But did yep. you watch this movie when you were younger, like when it came out or anything, before yes. watching it for this? Yes, I did. All right. How old were you? I, uh, I would have been uh, 94. Let's see here. I would have been probably 17. All right. What, I were your, uh, what were your it thoughts was, at 17? It was a movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I watched I really, it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't really associate it with the video game. It's like, yeah, it's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I watched it when I was eight. And uh, I was very biased going into this watch through for your podcast here. Because I remember at eight years old going... This is awful. I distinctly remember that. I, I finished the movie, but the whole movie, I was like, this is terrible. At eight years old, while playing Street Fighter, I thought that it was a garbage movie. <laughs> Correction. I was 18, so I'd probably been drinking. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't, I didn't go see it in the theaters. I probably was sitting at home. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do when you're out for a rip? You know, I watch some Street Fighter. Yeah, before you went to the bar. Yeah, had a dart. 
Um, so eliminating the whole it being a video game movie and it just being a movie, what would your non-gamer opinion of the movie being? I know what it was an eight. Now, many years later, what would it's, it be now? Yeah, it's 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 very hard to answer that question to look at it as a non-gamer because yeah. gaming has been such like an integral part of my life. I feel like as a non-gamer, they probably thought it was garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It it there's just so much that it's like. Uh, let's see here. Um, so the world boss gets pissed off because Jean-Claude Van Damme pretty much tells him to go fist himself. Yeah. On yeah. camera. On camera. It was great. <laughs> um, oh, this is when he takes over the camera. How does Jean-Claude Van Damme see him? How does the cameraman see him? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it, it does in 1994. Technology was, you know, far more advanced than it is now. We've we lost that technology, sadly. Uh, you know, in, uh, I believe it was 2005. So, but they had it at the time. Can I, can I be honest with you for a second though? Yeah. So non-Gareth perspective, I think they'd think this movie is trash at eight years old. I thought this movie was trash. I can honestly say I really enjoyed watching this movie for, for tonight. I had a really good time. And I, you know, I think it's, I knew what it was going into it. And I yeah. just had, I just had the time of my life just sitting there making notes. And I was going to watch half of it because it was super late at night. And then before I knew it, it was, you know, 2 a.m. And the movie ended. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to hate myself tomorrow. But I really enjoyed it. Now, if you weren't doing the podcast, would you have enjoyed it? Yeah. You probably actually, would you have watched it, though? No, I, don't I mean, think you would. the only reason I watched it is because you told me to watch it. But yeah. I'm glad I did. Because it was a memory I had from childhood that I was like, this sucks. And I, yeah, I had a, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like Citizen Kane or anything, you know, but it was, it was I, had a, I had a great time. It was very enjoyable for being a shitty film. Now, could you tell that Jean-Claude Van Damme during this whole movie was on cocaine? Oh my God, yes. This, this movie, yeah, he had a major drug problem. Oh yeah. Where he, and he'd show up to set drunk. Or mm-hmm. with alcohol, getting drunk. Where the director, who is also the writer, so the director wrote this movie, so <laughs> he can't go, well, this, I'm just filming what the person put on paper. He put it on paper. Mm-hmm. So he'd have, is... to, he'd have to film other scenes around Jean-Claude Van Damme when he finally decided to uh, come out of his trailer. God, hey, so good. The guy who wrote and directed this. Um, where is he? He has... He, he directed... He wrote Die Hard. Wow. Really? He wrote, he wrote 48 Hours. He wrote Commando. He wrote Laura Croft. Well, so, I mean, writing Commando makes sense because that wasn't exactly, you know, a, uh, uh, you know, a uh, really philosophical movie. Uh, he did the, the, the screenplay. Okay, this would explain. He did the screenplay for the 90, 1995 version of Judge Dredd. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. Beverly, I respect that. He uh, wrote Beverly Hills Cop Three. He wrote The Flintstones. Hudson screenplay Hudson Hawk with Bruce Willis. Jesus. All right. All right. So now, he has now, you know a few few titles under his belt. Now looking through this and what he has written, I can see like he he must have had like a book. Where he put one-liners in it all the time. <laughs> He'd be just sitting there. Oh yes, just, just yeah. sitting there, and it's like, oh, I got this one line. Wrote it down. Wrote it down. And when he wrote this script, he's like, well, what am I? Oh, I have all these one-liners. Like the, give me your hand. Well, not what was it? Yeah, give me your hand. Well, not right now. Type th- like mm-hmm. there's all these mm-hmm. one-liners throughout the whole the movie. The whole movie is just no. I don't think anyone had more than one sentence at a time. It was just one-liners. It was the best line. In this whole movie is um, Raul, Raul, yeah, M. Bison, when uh, I think it was Lee is sitting there captured, and they put her in in her outfit from the video game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's another thing we'll probably touch on. How they led from normal to we got to get them in their costumes from the video game somehow. All of them. When she goes through this whole story about him coming to her town. And her revenge plan. And at the end of it, he looks at her and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't remember that. Yes. It's like, 
to you, this is the one M Bison, but Bison comes into your town. It's the most important thing in your life. To me, it's just Tuesday. Yeah, that was a great line. And he you played the, like the whole time during that scene when she's gonna whole spiel. He was just so bored. He's like, I've heard you could tell, like, I've heard this a million times. Nothing special the other, here. The other thing from that scene is those two drinks. What the hell was he making? Yeah. Like, how much flair was in those two drinks? <laughs> There's straws there and drinks. gold and yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know what he was trying. There's a reason he went crazy, and I think it's because of his drinking problem. <laughs> All right, I've got a question for you. Yes. All right, I'm gonna go with who do you think was the best represented character, cast wise, like costume wise, and who was just the absolute worst? That's from remembering playing the video game. Mm-hmm. Because when the video game came out, the first one and then the second one, stuff like that, I'd go to like this little pool hall by the school. Chinese-run pool hall. They sold smoke uh, cigarettes illegally for 25 cents a smoke. And they had that game, they had Mortal Kombat, and they had something else. And everyone wanted to play Mortal Kombat. So I played the Street Fighter because I liked the controls and stuff better. Mm-hmm. Bison, in this movie, is the best representation from the video game. The worst oh, representation from the, oh, the video yeah. game is Jean-Claude Van Damme's character. Really? That's your worst? It, he doesn't look like the character. I, th- I th- Of what they had to work with, I think he did pretty good. Um, the other one was, would have been... Um, the only the only thing they did is they gave home the... What was it? Uh, uh, Seth there. The the one guy we were talking about. Dalassum, the uh, scientist. Oh, yeah, did yeah, the yeah. brain. All they gave him was the, the thing around his neck and his... <laughs> yeah. That, that was it. That was the only nod to the character. It's it was a moment like that where I thought they're opening it up for a sequel. That obviously no. Oh, there. Did you watch past the credits? Because there's an actual post credit oh, yeah. scene. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That was the other thing. Um, Guile wanted. Uh, where is it? Guile. Um, he was mad at Bison because Bison killed his friend Charlie. Mm-hmm. Charlie and Blanca are not the same character in the video game. Charlie is a completely different character oh, yeah. than, Bla- than Blanca. <laughs> Which, uh, I, that'll lead into to mine real quick, though. Uh, hands down, the worst representation slash character in this movie was Blanca. That was yeah. that was so bad. That was... Well, it- there's 90s bad, you know, which which is its own statistic, right? But that was just bad. Wondering if they borrowed the makeup from like uh, who is it? The beginning of Orwell's Space Odyssey movie that almost looked like when the monkeys at the beginning of Space Odyssey mm-hmm. that almost looked like the same special effects yeah, on that guy. It did, but and he's supposed my... to be massive. Oh yeah, and that's the thing is the whole thing is in that machine. It kept saying, you know, like muscle mass up by fifty percent. Muscle mass up by 75%. And he gets free and he looks the exact same. Yeah. Just green. Yeah. All right. That works. Yeah. Um, and, fu- and funky hair. And f- really funky hair. But in the best for me, uh, it's a tie, uh, was Andrew as Zangief or Zang- Zangief? How do you say that character's name? Um, Zangief. Zangief. I, what it is. Yeah. I thought he did so fucking good at that role. Oh, like, yeah. That was a, he looked the part, he acted the part. I thought that was beautifully done. And then uh Jay Tavare as Vega. I thought he did a great job as Vega. Just spot on. Very in shape, pretty boy that can fight with the closet. Did a great job. Yeah. That's my best and worst there. Oh <laughs> Geef. The the scene when they're all of a sudden at- Are we the bad guys? <laughs> Oh, there's that. <laughs> the I have it in in my notes. So uh, where is it? Uh, so Lee can go from escaping from Jean Claude Van Damme to being at Bison's party in minutes. Like, <laughs> like how did she get there? And the ability to actually have a full magic thing set oh, up. Oh yeah, <laughs> just ready to go. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting scene. And that's usually how I'm pretty sure gun trades work, you know, is <laughs> yeah. everyone gathers in one tent, you know, and, and an entertainer shows up and is just like, hey, I know you've never heard of me, but I'm on the docket. Put me on stage. 
and they just do it, right? And no one checks anything, and you're just free to go and set up your equipment. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Don't forget, at the beginning of the movie, she's doing a news report. Oh, yeah. On his, he, his big multiple screens. He's looking at her face, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that till just now. That was, hands down, one of the most 90s scenes I've ever seen in the oh, movie. Yeah. That whole sequence of events with the tent, them opening up the thing to her being on camera. Hey, surprise, to then her being mad at Ryu and Ken, even though part of the plan was them discovering the camera so she could talk to, to Bison, which didn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that whole sequence of events was pretty great. You, you had to notice that with the truck coming towards, they had multiple camera angles for that truck on that little monitor. Oh yeah, it was great. Well, again, we lost that technology, man. Did they, no one noticed them setting up these cameras? No, they're too busy being entertained by magic and bison bucks. They should have listened to Zangief during the channel. Yeah. (laughs) That was so good. We're gonna die. Did you try changing the channel? He was just so good. Are are we the bad guys? His one-liners were all just like innocent. Just just big, angry blockhead, but he was so innocent. It was adorable. You had to I, I don't know if it was my version or if it's just how the movie is. The ADR in this movie is horrible. You know what that oh, is, right? Uh yep, totally do. I probably when do. they have when they have to go back over and record over top of it. Oh because yeah, 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 like you could tell that the ADR is bad. Oh, horrible! And then there's scenes where it's all sudden, almost like it's the original stuff again, and you could hear it, and then mm-hmm. it goes back to the ADR. The other thing is how many announcements did we have to hear during this movie? Oh, that was my favorite part, dude. Legit, and they were timed. Yeah. Perfectly with what was going on in the movie. I should have wrote, written them all down. I thought I'd remember wrote them. I'm an idiot. Um, but like when everyone starts blowing up, the announcement is like, was like, hello, bison soldiers. Don't forget to, to um, pay into your life insurance policy yeah. policy. Your family will appreciate it as <laughs> everyone's dying. It was God. That was so funny. It was one of my favorite parts of the movie. They, they missed something though. They could have actually had a subplot. With the two announcers from the non-United Nations, because they don't want to get sued, mm-hmm, base, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Bison's announcer, where they meet for dinner and fall in love. Oh, yeah. A whole lot. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that, that would have been a lot more interesting than some of the stuff going on. Like, that whole thing would have been great. The, uh, my favorite, two of my favorite technology things they had in the movie, technology. I can't talk. Jesus. Um, was the the invisible uh, water craft? I ha- I have that written down too. The stealth mode. The stealth the stealth mode. Beep boop boop beep boop beep switch. And it wasn't just that it couldn't be caught on radar. It legitly made it invisible. And they had uh, you know, the camera, Bison's camera, looking around, seeing what's happening. There's the boat wake. <laughs> you can see the wake flying through the water. And they're like, I don't see anything. As it's obvious there's a boat there. Why were they wearing helmets, too, in that boat? <laughs> and to engage stealth mode, they had to put the visors down. <laughs> what did that do? So you don't forget that there's a... I think what it is, if you don't have the visor on, the boat looks invisible to you, even if you're inside it. So it's to keep them from freaking out that they're just floating across open water while being shot at. The way the boat looks, that would technically be stealth. Yeah. How stealth te- technology works. Oh, but God, not like so it showed good. it in the movie. But I do want his floating desk, though. That thing was sick. There, I did you in the credits. They actually at the beginning credits they list a guy who built that. Yeah, they were proud of that. And my favorite thing about it was, if you looked at it closely, there was a glass a glass cage around the whole outside, and it was just every size of like microchip motherboard, random computer parts. It's just this weird amalgamation of random shit you'd find around a warehouse to be like, see, 90s audience, this is how technology works. It's all just a ton of motherboards, and that's how it that's how it floats. You also notice that they had like a Street Fighter type controller built into it. <laughs> built into it, yeah. And As not, he's blowing not everything one. up. They had two of them. Yeah. 
There's two of them, so you could do two player. <sighs> it's so good. It was one, of, and that's what made me kind of enjoy it this time. Is is I I mentally realized that they didn't take it serious. Like they weren't trying to make like we're making the Street Fighter movie. It was like we're gonna make fun of ourselves making a Street Fighter movie, and it. I think that's why I enjoyed it this time around. Yeah, I also wrote down: Is this a comedy or action? <laughs> yeah. Because it sure the f isn't both. Come action. Yeah, I don't know, man. Ugh. I'm. They told me to 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 go home. I'm not gonna go home. I'm gonna go fight that bastard. Who's with me? <laughs> Gee, yeah, it was bad. I do have. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The the random non-United Nations officer that shows up. The British guy. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, I've given you orders. I... Stand down yeah. and go home. I've seen him in tons of stuff, too. Oh, yeah, I think he's that good. same character. But yeah, that was, a, that was a great speech from him, too. And when he was on the phone, well, I didn't... I stopped it so they didn't take all the soldiers with them. This is one it, guy cooking at base. He's actually listed in the credits as Lonely Cook. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. It's so that's good. His, that's his actual name listed. All right. So as an actual, as a street fighter movie, Jay, right? Uh, what did you think of the street fighting? There wasn't a, like, there's bits of it, but there wasn't a lot, like, maintained throughout. Like, uh, there's little fights, and then they'd be an explosion would happen and they end or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the longest one was Honda versus Zygief. Zygief yeah. there. Mm -hmm. That was, might've been the longest fight and it seemed closer to what, uh, it would be in a video game. Yeah. You do like the little thing when they're showing the fight and then they look on the screen and he's on his model of his town that he yeah. wanted to build the city. And they're like the Godzilla sounds are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little a little uh, a little nerdy here with you, okay, Jay? Okay. With the fighting, so I I had to pause the movie. So at the when we first are introduced to Ken and Ryu, right? Yeah. You know they give them the toy guns, um, and then the uh, the rest of the gang walk out to then have that fist fight. And the first guy on the left in the gang, I had to pause it. And I went, I know that. I know that guy. I fucking know who that is. So I had to go look it up. I had to go through a bunch of Jackie Chan fight scenes. Um, so it's uh, Benny, the Jet. I think it's Urkadiz, Urkdai. He's, he's still alive. He is a super famous kickboxer, martial arts choreographer and actor. So he did the choreography for this movie, which once I had that in my head, I started looking at some of these fights and there's, there's something interesting here, but really go look up, uh, Benny, the jet versus Jackie Chan. They fought in two different movies and there's some of the best fight scenes that have ever happened in, in cinema. Incredible stuff, but he never was in a fight scene. He was there and the fights would happen. And then he'd be like running away afterwards, which I found very interesting. But, yeah, he was. I'm looking at his things. He's the uh, fight co uh, coordinator or a fight trainer and or stunts mm -hmm. and a yeah. lot of stuff. A lot of dude. He's got a, just a ton of stuff under his belt. But Roadhouse, yeah. He wheels Tango on wheels, point blank, Tango force five, cash. dragons forever. Oh, a shit ton of stuff. But him actually fighting is insane to watch. But so once I started looking at that and really paying attention, because there's there's an interesting thing in uh, cinema between how we do things here and like, you know, foreign films do action sequences is where like if you watch a Jackie Chan movie, the camera is always wide, pulled back, and you're just watching the action happen live in front of you while the camera moves like side to side. Where what we like to do here is everything is zoomed in. The camera moves with an individual punch and it's constant, constant scene breaks, uh, flash here, flash there, flash here, flash here, flash here to make the combat seem intense, which if you're someone who likes to watch foreign films is just nauseating to watch. So the more I started really studying it, I realized the choreography, the stunt work and the co and the fights could have actually been really good. Some of the choreography was awesome, but because of the decision to make the camera work the way it was, 
completely ruined what we saw. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I saw him had to pause the movie, look up everything he's done. Cause I was like, I know that guy. And then it made me angry the rest of the movie that they didn't decide to do things properly to, uh, well, like you look at street fighter, how the game works is the camera yeah. panned out. You're side by side and you both fight while moving back and forth. That's exactly how a good fight scene should be. And it's in the game. Not how they filmed it in the movie, though. <laughs> that was my rant. The guy who directed this only directed... Uh, he directed in 73-ish uh, a movie called Arnold's Wrecking Brew. Robot Monsters Special Edition, a TV movie. One episode of Tales from the Crypt. Street Fighter, a TV movie possessed. And then seven episodes of Unknown Sender. That's all he's directed. Wow. Yeah. And for good reason. Now, most of the stuff that he's directed, he wrote too. So, <laughs> jeez, that's so good, man. And most of this film was actually most of this movie was filmed in Vancouver. Hey, well, that makes sense. They filmed. Well, let's see here, Vancouver for oh, also reshoots. They did reshoots for this movie. Well, because you know, <laughs> do we need a Jean Snyder Claude cut? Kinda... <laughs> <laughs> That's what the people want. A Snyder cut of the 1994 Street Fighter movie. Four hours long of Jean-Claude Van Damme ODing on cocaine. Some in Australia and then some in Thailand. I think Thailand was for the temple. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he built a base underneath that no one ever noticed. Like, you look at his base underneath, people would have noticed trucks and stuff going in there. With everything that he had in that base. Like, Gee, I'm looking up something else real quick. Yeah, it's like, so it's funny. Um, so, Wednesday night, I actually watched uh, Mystery Men. I don't know if you know that movie. I watched yes. Mystery Men because it was on Netflix, right? And Thursday night, I watched Street Fighter. So, it was funny because Wes Studi, who plays Sagat, is in both those yeah. movies. He's the, uh, what was his name in, in, uh, in the other movie, the Phoenix or something like that, who's like giving everyone training everyone and giving them all this spiritual guidance. So like it took me out of the movie for a couple of scenes because I was just picturing him in the other movie I just watched. It was just so funny to see the, uh, the difference there. He's a super serious, intense guy, you know, in the other movie, he's, you know, breaking guns in half with his mind and saying all these proverbs and dancing around in a silk cape. So it was just, it was just one of those things. I was like, yeah, hey, that was pretty funny. And then the guy who played Ken. Yeah, he's been in been, a few things. He was in Under Siege with Damien Seagal. Chapa. That makes sense. The Mexican gangster in 2008. Yeah, he's, he's done quite a few. I've seen him in a few things. Yeah. Now, a lot of them are uh, what you would call... Street Fighter these, the movie kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, it used to be called direct-to-video, but now with streaming platforms, it's just, you know... Yeah, that's true. Doesn't even go to streaming, yeah. It's still just direct to video and you never hear about it. Or it's buried in Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's not even an Amazon Prime original. They're like, yeah, no, 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 that we don't want that. So uh, good. What else you got for me, brother? Well, the fact that the uh, Blanca thing is straight, like, he, the writer had to have been watching, like, Clockwork Orange around that time. <laughs> But how does that, like, looking at videos like that after a while, like, that's going to change someone's psychological demeanor where he's going to be evil? Like, why would he want him to be evil? Like, what was it? Uh, Bison's whole plan was to make him, make him watch these videos so that he becomes a fighting machine. But how would you control him? Yeah. And no. make him green. And that seems like a lot of work because he, if you listen to him and he wanted a whole army like that. I think they're going for the, uh, what was another recent movie that's done something like, oh, um, Age of Ultron, you know, when Ultron wakes up and he sees, you know, world history yeah. and all the wars and goes, God, I must destroy everything. I think that's what they're going for, but in probably the worst imaginable way. Yeah. But I like how the bags that they rolled out with the stuff were nicely labeled. Yeah, you know, like massive labels oh, on hugely on these massive bags, dude. Yeah, this is this is gonna do stuff. So when he uh, who is it the the doctor there, mm -hmm. uh, Seth, when he gets knocked into him, he gets some of that stuff on him. A lot but, of it. 
Yeah, but they don't continue on with that. Because that would explain, like, in the video game, he, I, if I remember, he could, like, make his arms and stuff go out. Oh, yeah, he stretches like crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's probably, I think they're really hoping to be able to make a series of these movies. And that was leaning in, him getting all the stuff poured onto him, and at the end of the movie, he, it odes, you know, to, to yeah. his character, you know, finally. I think they're really hoping to, like, push that story later and just never happen. Oh, the other thing, when I was talking about the ADR, the sounds of the weapons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> None of them as, sounded the same. No, and as you, someone that actually goes out shooting, mm-hmm. you know what, like, a 9mm Beretta sounds like. It does not sound like whatever Jean-Claude Van Damme was firing. <laughs> the the toy guns at the beginning of the movie sounded more like guns than the actual guns the rest of the movie. <laughs> Oh, there's one other moment that really bothered me. And then I, I think I'm good with, with, with stuff that bothered me, but so there's a character in street fighter called T Hawk, right? Yes. And, uh, the only moment they give this character is he randomly happens to be there with Jean-Claude Van Damme as they're pushing up and he's been there as like this third guy, the whole movie with zero lines. And then suddenly he's just wearing the vest and he has the headband on, right? And it's while they're sneaking across, Jean-Claude Van Damme is like, hey, what's with the headband? And he goes, I wear it into war. It gives me luck. And that is the only thing we get for the character of T-Hawk. That's one moment. I was like, what the heck? What a and throwaway. It, and then it leads into a one-liner from Jean-Claude Van Damme. You should have brought three of them. Yeah, you should have brought, <laughs> brought three of them. And he laughs at his own joke. So, with yeah. his American, with his American accent, Jean Claude. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was there was there was some there's a few like really well done portrayals and some really a couple really good moments, some really funny stuff. But yeah, for the most part, it was just like, who decided this was how this character is going to be? Show? Well, like DJ is an awesome character in the video game, and all he did was just be a very generic early nineties. Like I'm a hip black guy. He's just like well, a it, early nineties, hip black guy, you know, Ooh, look at me. And then runs now, away at the end. That's it. Did you think when you saw him and you saw how he was, did he remind you of a character from another movie? Uh, probably like a lot the of guy, movies from that same area era. The guy from die hard, their computer guy. Oh yeah. The computer guy. Yeah. 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 Remember the guy who wrote this movie wrote that movie wrote too. That movie too. Yeah, that makes sense. If you notice, there's like a correlation between what he wrote in Die Hard and the whole like structure is almost the same as the structure in this movie. You have the main bad guy. You have there's the kind of funny guy. Like there's a whole bunch of. <laughs> uh, I think I think probably, probably the last thing for me here is uh. One of my favorite moments of the movie, and then I'll just play off whatever you have written down for whatever you want from the show, right? Um, My favorite moment, actually, in the whole movie was so small, uh, but I legitly, it was the only time I actually laughed out loud. So uh, Honda is being tortured, right? Yeah. And nothing's phasing him, you know? And uh, Balrog, uh, Grand El Bush, is, is standing next to him, you know, and he leans over and notices all the blood on the back. And he goes, man, how did you not do a thing? You know, and Honda explains, you know, I'm sumo. I can move my, my mind can be somewhere else when my body is here. And Balrog, it, is, it killed me for no reason. He goes, well, next time you leave, your mind leaves, bring back a sandwich. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know why that tickled me so good. But in that scene that just was their, uh, their friendship was like really great. The whole movie. And that moment, just like he sat there bleeding and he goes, well, next time your brain leaves, bring me back something to eat. It was so good. Where did he get the boxing gloves? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and why is he using boxing gloves? Again, like you mentioned earlier, they just randomly were like, oh, whoops, we better give everyone their costumes from the game yeah. for no reason. They, ha- they had to have shown, because Capcom actually produced this, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they here's the picture of what the guys in the video games. You need to make them look like this. And 
you need to make them do their fighting pose at the end of the movie. <laughs> With the title screen, yeah. <laughs> Just randomly. Well, that was a victory, and they all spin around. Hey! Yeah, thank God uh, Bison's troops, when they're practicing, are all wearing white and red jumpsuits without sleeves that you can easily tear the patch off. Thank God yep. for that. You also, they did make, who is it, Ryu, do the hand thing. Yeah, oh yeah, with absolutely. The, with the little sparks. With <laughs> the sparks, yeah. Jesus, dude, man. Um, the director actually deferred his salary to pay for his cast. Well, that's, I, I respect that. That's uh, probably the only way he could get them to do it. What is it? Oh, Here's it. Jean-Claude Van Damme turned down the role of Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat from 95 to do this movie. Ooh, rough choice. Rough. I don't think he would have been good in either role, honestly, but <laughs> tough choice. Tough choice. Johnny, but he would have fit because Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat is this uh, bigger than life movie star. Oh, yeah. No, he would have been... <laughs> He would have been much better in that, but I still don't think he would. Uh... I don't know. It's hard because that Mortal Kombat movie is very near and dear to my heart. And so to try to replace uh, anyone is very difficult. Also, uh, it's it was $10,000 worth of cocaine a week. This is what he was doing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, the how's, studio the Van- had... how's the uh, cocaine market up there in Vancouver? <laughs> the studio had hired a wrangler to keep an eye on Van Damme. But this person was a bad influence himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. it. Yeah, apparently, although the film was panned by both movie critics and fans of Street Fighter games, it did become a commercial success. But it didn't make back its budget. I think that had to do with they technically released it at the perfect time. The mm-hmm. Christmas movie. Kids are at home. A lot of, you know, cousins are coming in. And I made the Aunt Pam joke, but honestly, yeah, your co- all your cousins that are your same age coming to town, what are yep. you doing when all your cousins come into town in the early 90s? You're sitting on a couch having Street Fighter tournaments. The final amphibious attack on Bison's compound, filmed on location in Thailand, was originally supposed to be an air assault, but the Thai government wouldn't allow the use of its airspace for a large number of aircraft the scene would require so produce changed it to a final battle in the boat assault they took forever to get there too well you know they weren't in a high speed invisible jet you know <laughs> <laughs> dude and it, god that was so it was so chaotic and everyone's running away and leaving and there's just soldiers everywhere for no reason and there's moments where everyone needs help and soldiers just run by and you're like what are you what are you doing you, with your life did you get that like the fighting scenes with the guns and stuff. Did you get almost like that Star Wars Stormtrooper oh, yeah. vibe? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's what they, yeah, they're pretty much based off of Stormtroopers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, they, if you notice when they talk, they almost had that sound. Like they would have like electronic type mm-hmm. talk, but they're wearing just a face mask. mask. Yeah. So there it, would, yeah. Uh, Didn't make sense. I keep on, I keep on forgetting, though, that it, it that technology back then is better than it is now. Exactly. We lost it in 2005. It's a, it's a rough time, but... but yeah. The most important question from watching this movie. All right. Would this movie have been better with Nick Cage in it? Oh, uh, yeah. Every movie is better with <laughs> Nicolas Cage in it. I think Street Fighter should be remade where Nicolas Cage plays literally every character. And he could do it. He could easily do it. He could be Lee with the outfit. He, yeah. Uh, who is the Kylie Minogue's character? He could be that too. Mm-hmm. Cammy, yeah. Did you ever see that short uh, with Jackie Chan where he actually was all the Street Fighter characters? No, I did not. All right, you need I to find not. that. It's it's pretty great. Yeah, Jackie Chan dressed as Chun Li doing the pose and then kicking someone in the face is one of the greatest things you'll see in your life. Now, would you recommend this movie to other gamers? Ooh, you know. It depends on the gamer. There's a certain group of us that really appreciate having just a really stupid movie we can laugh at. And this 100% fills that niche. So yeah, anyone I definitely would, actually, would. So anyone that would listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, basically. I'm, I'm, let's, let's say, hey, you're going to get stoned sometime this week or just mega drunk or you're just bored out of your fucking mind. Watch Street Fighter. Or you could watch it the way I did, which was on my breaks at work. So I got to break it up every two hours and take a two-hour <laughs> break from this movie. <laughs> or you do the Jean-Claude Van Damme approach and do $30,000 worth of cocaine and then watch the movie. 
it'll be a completely different movie yeah. at that point. Yeah, for sure. I don't think he's still seen the movie and he was in it <laughs> for the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, he has no idea. I don't think he remembers he was in this movie. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. It's just now, a blur. That that was our review. So I pulled up, unfortunately, this is from because I live in Canada, so it came up on Amazon.ca. Gross. I, put, I pulled two five-star reviews and two one-star reviews. I'm excited for this. There was five-star reviews. So this is from a gentleman named Ben, which was done back in 2002. Um, it's a five-star review titled, Great If You Want a Comedy, God-Awful Otherwise. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie because it made me laugh on many occasions. I came to watch this movie expecting an action thriller, but left knowing that this was a comedy, no matter what the original intent was. Case in point, Chun Li decides to sneak into the morgue to take a look at Gao's body to decide if he's really dead. The problem is, it's 4 p.m. in the afternoon, and is just, and she is in full black and trying to sneak <laughs> around. No one notices her until she takes off her ski mask. Pure comedy. Yeah, true, true. And you could totally tell when they're pulling up to the gate that she's just laying on top of the truck. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another one from Oliver Clare, done in 99, titled Street Fighter is the best Van Damme movie ever made. Three, four exclamation points. Damn. This movie is something else. Yes, we figured that out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good honest review. I just I just have to tell how much I think of it. This movie is based on the game, so it contains most of the original characters from the first ever PC games of Street Fighter of nine or ten years ago, as well as new characters like Cammy that appeared in later games. This movie is virtually everything, as the theme plays a nice little build-up at Bison's headquarters appears. All the danger and excitement is based around one thing, recruiting the hostages from Bison's evil clutch. And I think that is very important not to step far away from the main purpose of this movie. There's a main purpose of this movie? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> the climax is breathtaking and some parts are very funny. <laughs> yeah. Breathtaking, yeah. Like the part where Bison's troops surround Guile high up on Bison's headquarters with massive rifles and Guile responds by grinning with confidence and pulling out a penknife. It's only then that the camera moves... And we see Giles troops behind him with even bigger guns. To sum up, Street Fighter has its funny sides, ultra-violent, tactical espionage, and swear words. 10 out of 10. Tactical espionage? What a review! <laughs> Did we watch the same movie? I don't think so. All right. Now, this is a one-star review from 2002. Bring it. Uh, uh, I love the game but the movie is horrible. Horrid. Warning. Movie may induce uncontrollable vomit to anybody who has an ounce of taste in their entire body. Why do you ask? I have saved you the troubles of reading some of the longer reviews and made you a list. One, Van Damme is empty shell of his former self. Two, the dialogue could have been written by a two-year-old stricken with uh, us. Uh, arthritis. I'm sure I spelt that wrong, but I'm on a rant and can't be stopped. <laughs> Three, the second worst movie ever filmed, second to Kung Pao Enter the Fist. I disagree. I love that movie. That's a great movie. It's supposed to not take... It's Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Four, the acting is so brittle it would shatter if flick. I would go on all day, but that would prevent other people from reading my package of wisdom, and they would fall prey to this. Wow. Then there is one more. This actually comes from the UK. I'm going to drop this in uh, Discord. You should read this in your best Sean Connery. My best Sean Connery? Are you DMing it to me? Yeah. All right, deal. All right, I'm ready for this. It's from the UK. Get it. One star. Reviewed in the United Kingdom on May 12th, 2016. Verified purchase. At no point in this film did Van Damme fight in a street... <laughs> <laughs> that is, is that true? There is no fighting in streets. They're always in buildings. <laughs> I think he had one. He threw one punch in a street. He gave his speech in that one street. No, I think you might be right. That was the whole review, though. I like that. Now I'm curious, and I'm looking it up. 
Does firing a gun in the street count? Well, it's supposed to be street fighters, so they're actually supposed to fight. Okay, I just know if that counted as fighting. Okay, never mind then. All right, sick. Yeah, you're right. Now, where can people find you? Oh, hey, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all those places at Elberfud games double m double d and i can be found pretty much on twitter at evil j 2789 where can be actually people find this podcast oh yeah uh you can find this podcast because you're listening to it currently right now on the just some guardians feed and that is uh, just some guardians on literally everywhere you find a podcast monthly Monthly. Yeah. Yeah. How often yes. tell the, so people know this is episode one. Like how often yeah. is this happening? Yeah. Once a, once a month. Okay. Because we have, you know, kids and jobs and stuff and, and life. sit down and work out to sit down and actually be able to watch a movie. And sometimes some of the movies we need a month between the movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's the, uh, do you have a list that people know what the next one we're doing is or do I, is this a surprise? Uh, let's see. I don't think we chose one yet. Uh, what do we have? We could do another movie from 1994, Double Dragon. Ooh, I'm down. For, dude, you throw the movie out, and I will be there. This is your gig, my man. Or we can do a uh, uh, from 2007, Hitman. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, let's do uh, Hitman from 2007. 2007 Hitman is the next movie we shall do. All right. Deal. I don't think I ever saw it, so this I'm excited for this. This will be a fresh outlook. I never watched this movie. No? No. So there's this one, and then they did another, I think it was like, uh, called Agent 47. That's a different one. Gotcha. And this is the, uh, kind of still ties into the whole Mandalorian thing, because he's in Mandalorian, the main star of this movie. Oh. Who was he in The Mandalorian? He was the sheriff who had Boba Fett's uh, armor. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, I didn't recognize him without hair due to being a hitman. Yeah. So then. Timothy, Timothy Oliphant? Oliphant? Yeah. Look, Mr. Frodo, an Oliphant. Yeah, because Lee in this one was from Mandalorian. She played Phoenix. All right, sick. Well, man. Well, how do you want to end it? We will uh, see you at the next one. That was good. That was. <laughs> I know. I know. Copyrighted. Question TM. mark. <laughs> <laughs> Untitled Tasty Movie Podcast. No way.